Hello everyone, uh, this is Jamie. I wanted to get on here and have my first podcast. Um, kind of talk about what's going on with the world. Um, not to dive in too crazy or deep about things. Um, but I wanted to come at it as a parent's perspective. Um, just because that's my husband and I are in the thick of that right now. I'm having three um, young boys. So I was just really curious about what you're telling um, your children about what's going on in the world. If you're sugarcoating it, if you're being blunt about it, um, if you're not telling them at all. Um, some people are shying away from the, the per se story of what's going on in the world. Um, so I, I kind of want to discuss about that because I think these are um, obviously waters that we haven't uh, went through yet and we're all learning as we go and in parenting in general but especially something as this big and serious um so i was just really curious and i was thinking the other day man i wonder what other parents are doing um or how they're approaching this and talking to their kids about it um i will say that uh I do not watch the news because my husband and I do not have news channels, um, nor would we really watch them that much anyways, just because I do struggle with anxiety, um, and my anxiety is fear-based, um, fear of the unknown, um, things of happening, um, it's very crippling, so we don't have um, uh, news channels, we don't sit there and watch things that are going on in the world all the time. Um, is that great? Yes. Is that have a drawback? Of course. Um, some people say you need to stay updated and you need to stay updated on what's going on in the world. You do, and you don't need to be ignorant to things, but there's also a good balance. So, um, and it, what's, it, what's, you know, what works for everybody, um, isn't for everybody. So it, it, it's all different. Um, that doesn't work for me and Andrew obviously doesn't really not that he doesn't care about what's going on, but it's repetitive. Um, obviously, we hear things on social media, see things, and we can um, take some of that, you know, with a grain of salt. Or we can, you know, a lot of the stuff is pretty legit and serious um, that we see. So anyways, I, I don't want to get on here and talk about what they say you shouldn't and shouldn't do and all that. I mean everyone's going to do what they want and what they feel that's safest for their family. So just to point that out there, I'm not a big person that follows every, everything and, and watches all the stuff. I think it's great that people that do, that's awesome. I physically and mentally can't because it would drive me insane. Sorry, you can hear my little one. Um, he's three weeks old and he wants to be held constantly. Um, which is totally fine because he's our last. So hold him as long as you can. Um, so yeah, I, I have three boys. Uh, Tucker is seven. Sawyer is five. And then Foster is our newest. And he is um, three and a half weeks old. Um, so I don't have older kids. Um, so it is harder to explain to a five and seven year old kind of what's going on. Obviously, Foster has no idea. He was just born into this. Um, he was born the week everything shut down. So he'll have a 
cr uh, crazy great story to tell um, people when he gets older. Um, but yeah, so Tucker is very intelligent, our seven-year-old. Um, he's a deep thinker, so he has um, thoughts and different perspectives as I initially would think that he would um, look at a situation in a certain way as a child. He doesn't. He um, is very intelligent. He looks at things from different angles, and um, he asks a lot, a lot of questions. Some questions I can answer, some questions I can't, and that's okay. And I let him know I can't answer some of them. Um, Sawyer's kind of go with the flow, um, happy, uh, loving, doesn't meet a stranger. He's just kind of, he's our... Um, our hippie one, I would say, because he's peace, love, and, and happiness all the time. Um, so it's um, different because I do we do explain to them what's going on. Um, from day one, Andrew and I have always been really open with them about everything. If they ask about anything, we we don't sugarcoat it. We tell them the truth, and hey, you might not understand this, but this is what's going on. But we do it in a positive way where we don't scare them. But we do let them know, like, this is serious. Um, one of the things that we learned, um, I don't know if we learned it in family therapy. We did family therapy for about um, a year. Um, and I'll go into that um, with another uh, another episode. Um because it was awesome and life-changing, and I think it will totally help some young parents out there, even parents with older kids. Um, and it's really um, awesome information of how to parent in a different way. So we did family therapy, and um, I know we had talked to our kids about what makes uh, or why we do what we do. So we tell the, our kids all the time, our job is to keep you happy, healthy, and safe. And healthy and safe, obviously, are first. And sometimes they're not going to be happy about things that we have to do. But it has to. we have to keep them healthy and safe. And that's our goal. And we tell them that all the time. Hey, Mommy and Daddy are trying to keep you happy, healthy, and safe. Um, our seven-year-old sometimes was like, will say, Oh, I'm not, this doesn't make me happy. But I tell them healthy and safe is first. And obviously, your happiness is very important to us. We have to keep you healthy and safe. So we just let them know during this crazy epidemic that um, we are we are to keep them healthy and safe, and that's to stay inside, um, especially having a newborn, um, and that there's a virus, which is germ, a germ, um, and a bunch of germs that can hurt people and that are hurting people that are more sick than others or just some people their bodies aren't strong enough to fight things and that's just the way that they were made and we have to protect those people too so we're explaining that to protect ourselves we have to stay inside we have to wash our hands they walk I mean we haven't left the house in 30 days um besides going for a walk around our town um and we make them wash their hands before and after they eat. We make them wash their hands after they go to the bathroom and get Germex, uh, which is, I mean, we wa we wash our hands, but having three boy boys, I mean, you're lucky if uh, the boys 
you know, don't go on the front porch and pee in front of people. Like, and let's get real here. Not, not every little boy washes their hands 24-7. So that's kind of been a um, bigger adjustment for them, but they've done great with it. Um, especially after they eat. Mine were not very uh, used to washing their hands right after they ate. Um, normally before, but not after. Uh, like if they get a snack and, you know, you're running and you're playing and you're having a good time. Like, <laughs> you know, they, they're not used to that. So we're making them wash their hands, use Dremex, everything before and after all that. And you're supposed to do that. And before and after you sneeze and cough and all that. So they're doing great with that. But we just tell them that, hey, we've got to stay inside. That's keeping us healthy and safe. But we also have to think about other people. And, you know, some people think, oh, I'm invincible. I'm fine. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm sorry, but you are. Um, you know, I had a talk with uh, my husband about the flu shot. There's a lot of people against the flu shot, which whatever. Everyone has their own opinion. I'm not here to shame anybody. But the flu shot isn't just your protection. It's for, hey, I'm going to go visit my grandma. I don't have the flu shot. You know, I didn't get a flu shot. You know, I'm carrying the flu and, oh, it's not bad. I don't have any symptoms. But I gave it to my grandma who can't fight it off because she's elderly and she's going to get sick with it. So it's not just protecting yourself. It's protecting your family. And when you're a parent, you have to put your family your children, your husband, your, your, your wife, you, you have to think, um, not of just yourself, but you think of your unit and, and how you're protecting them. So, um, you, you think you have to think like that. Um, some people do, some people don't, and whatever works for you is great. Um, but we're very protective of ours, of our family and our boys and, and each other. So, um, you know, and, and our family. We don't want to get anyone sick. We don't want to uh, to have that. And some people think that this virus, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Oh, I'm healthy. I don't know everything that they're saying, but I do know no matter, you know, as clean that you eat, no matter how well you take care of yourself, you can't get anything. Um, when I was 30 weeks pregnant, um, I went to a family event. I did not. I was not with anyone that was coughing around me. I was not, you know, hugging on people, touching on people, nothing. Um, I went to a family event for a couple hours, came home. The next day, my throat was scratchy, had a slight cough. And then, boom, I never had a fever. But I was coughing so bad that it hurt my ribs. And I just looked really, really bad. I felt down. I didn't feel bad like, oh, I have the flu bad. I just felt like, my gosh, this coughing fits horrible. I had went to the doctor and um, got an x-ray even though I was pregnant. But they were like, let's just do an x-ray make sure you don't have pneumonia. I went to a doctor on a Thursday and they gave me an antibiotic and said, here's steroid, here's antibiotic, you're fine. Like, you're just having a sinus infection that you haven't been able to fight off which I had had for literally, I was taking medicine for two months. Um, anyways, long story short, that by that Saturday evening, my husband was taking me to the OBGYN, or the OBER, so, um, and I was admitted because I had flu B and I had pneumonia. 
in my lungs and I was admitted for three days. And I eat pretty good. Um, I don't, um, and I do supplements. I do a lot of um, more holistic things, but you know, I do medicine right when I need medicine. We don't wait or prolong on that. Um, like, you know, some people say, oh, I just waited too long. Didn't. Um, so, yes, I was pregnant. So your immune system is, I don't, you know, I'm not a doctor, but it's not just, I don't know if it's suppressed because it's like trying to, um, I forgot how someone worded it to me. I don't know if they were saying that your body protects the baby more or your immune system's more suppressed so your body doesn't um, think that the baby's a foreign object and like tries to, um, you know, think it's like something that's gonna make you sick. I can't remember how that was worded, so obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but your immune system's down anyway. I'm not really for sure if it's down for those two reasons, but and maybe it's for both. But um, yeah, I could not breathe or it was really, it was crazy for a few days, but then it took about two months for my lungs to get back to normal. I couldn't laugh. It would hurt to laugh or to hold my breath or, or honestly, I couldn't even talk as much as I'm talking now because it would be, um, it just felt like they were, um, it's like when you have a, like a workout and your body's just wore out. It felt like my lungs were just wore out and they needed time to rebuild and get back and healthy and strong. So no matter how healthy and and you take care of yourself, it can happen. I mean, any kind of sickness. I wouldn't have thought that I would have got flu pneumonia 30 weeks pregnant, but I did. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you know, we're letting the kids know that this is serious, that we're staying indoors, that we're lice on everything. Uh, we are <laughs> volunteering my husband uh, to go out and go to the stores and he's you know, grocery shopping and doing all that because I am nursing our baby. So I'm, uh, I strictly nurse. So he's on me basically all the time and I don't want to be out, um, you know, in stores and doing all that. Um, it's just easier for me to stay home with the kids and him, him, um, you know, go do all that. But we're taking precautions about Lysol spraying his wallet, his belt, anything that comes to the door. Um, I did say belt, <laughs> um, issues, um, Lysol spraying our groceries, like before we even get them out of the bag and touch them. So little things like that. Uh, so let me know, like, are you guys telling your kids about what's going on? How do they feel about it? Um, I did want to also touch base on our schools are closed now, which for some people, um, they don't, some people don't like it. And it's everyone's opinion. I'm not saying anyone's wrong with it, um, or bashing anybody, but I'm kind of happy that we don't have school. Uh, but that's just the circumstance that I'm in right now. Um, having a newborn and, uh, my boys do not go to school in the same town that we live at. Um, they go to school about I don't know, 12, 13 minutes away, which is not far. Um, but to try to get the oldest to school, 
by 7.30 and then come home. And then um, the five-year-old, he um, is not in um, kindergarten yet. So he's he does pre-K three days a week. <clears throat> and so then I would have to take him to pre-K and then come back home and then go back and then come back home. So it's a lot of driving. It's just kind of not driving, but it's just back and forth and everything on a time limit. And having a newborn, we know that... <laughs> Uh, we're on newborn's time, you know, no one else's time matters. Um, so I will say that's kind of a positive and a blessing in disguise if there has to be any during this time would be, um, I haven't had to worry about that. As soon as Foster was born, the next, I mean, two days after he was born, um, the schools were shut down. So and before they were shut down, I actually had called my boys' school and said, hey, they're not going to come back because I knew it was getting bad. Um, my OB actually informed me that Evans, um, the schools that we live close to in Evansville, that they were going to be shutting down. Um, and she told me not to take my baby anywhere. And this was serious and to take it serious, um, which terrified me, but also put me in mom mode and thought if their school doesn't cancel, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm canceling them it for them. They're not going to go back. And as soon as I called, they said that they were in a meeting um, and talking about canceling school for a while. Um, they finally canceled it for the whole year, which I will say, again, easier for me. I have a first grader and a pre -kayer. Um My pre -kayer will not be able to have a pre-K graduation, but I mean, I'll buy him a cake or something. Like, it, it's sad, but it's pre-K. Now, if I had an older child, like a senior, they're missing graduation, they're missing prom, they're missing their spring break, which nowadays people do a lot of spring break stuff. Growing up, we didn't. I think we worked in them. Um, we worked. <laughs> or you went down to the river for spring break. You didn't really go um, much. Or you did family spring break. You didn't do, or at least we didn't do crazy spring break. Our, my parents would have never allowed that. Um, uh, yeah, so they're missing all that. And I got to think the other day, which sounds nuts, but um, I do a lot of deep thinking when I'm in the shower and I'm just sitting there thinking about everything because I can't shut my mind off. And I was thinking like, man, not only are they missing high school graduation and all that, but the the athletes that wanted to um, perform for you know, scholarships. Like if you're a track star, what did you, like, what do you do? Um, softball, stuff like that. Are those um, scouts not, I mean, they're not going to be able to come watch them and, and um, have them come to school. So I wondered how all that was going to happen. And I didn't even think about that because that's not the season of life that I'm in. Um, and I feel really sad for the parents that are and the children that are that's worked so hard their whole lives for stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's it's a little bit of grieving <clears throat> on that end for those parents for their kids. I mean, you want like you said, you want your kids happy, healthy, and safe. That's not obviously going to make them happy. Um, so I would definitely be in a different mindset <clears throat> um, if I didn't have older kids. Um, obviously, mine are like excited not to go to school because they're first grade and pre K. Um, we are doing some fun activities here, doing some of the homework. I'm not sticking to a schedule like a lot of people still are um which I think it's great if you are um but this sucks for them and it's not fun you know for um 
them to, you know, they're still missing out on fun things and seeing friends and stuff like that, even though they love to stay home um, compared to going to school. But it's still fun things that they're missing out on. Wash your hands, Bobby. Thank you. Uh, make sure the water's hot. Anyway, so, you know, why make them feel like they're, okay, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do that. Um, <clears throat> so we have to, uh, you know, make sure we're still keeping it fun and still keeping not everything so, you know, oh my gosh, this is what's going on. So now we have to have strict schedule because we have to keep you in lot like, you know, this is crazy for them and not only for them, but for us. So like, we just decided we're going to do some fun things with them. When they want to do work, they can do work. Um, still limiting them on some things, but in general, it's not the greatest to stay at home and anyone would go stir crazy. You might have been home for 30 days. So you just kind of have to play it by ear because there's no book for this. If there is, someone's going to like make a lot of money because people are going to start. Um, I thought about that the other day that people make fun of doomsday preppers and, um, you know, people like when stuff hits the van, they call it. Um, people, you know, look down upon those people. But now I'm thinking, hey, those people are just like very organized and prepared for things because it can happen. Um, and I probably should scope out and find some of those people so I can become friends with them and be like, hey, if something like this happens and it's horrible, can um, can we contribute somehow? <laughs> um, anyway, so that's how we're telling our kids about everything. They've said that they've been nervous about it. Um, I really haven't heard the word um, scared. I've just heard that they're nervous. Tucker said he was nervous about it. And we just said, you know, when you're nervous about something, you need to pray to God um, because he has not left us at all during this time. And I honestly feel like it's such an awakening because I feel like, you know, just even a few years ago, people wouldn't talk about their faith or they wouldn't say, oh, yeah, I believe in God or or pray in front of people. I mean, it's it's very um, intimate to be able to pray with somebody or just like open, be vulnerable in front of people, I guess. Um, and I feel like we're all put in that spot right now where we're made to feel uncomfortable. We're made to feel vulnerable. And look what's happening. Like, you know, I saw a video of of um, people worshiping in parking lots and have their flashing lights on and, and doctors and nurses that were, you know, quarantined at the hospitals um, worshiping on rooftops. Like, for one, how amazing would that be? Like, that would be any concert, but to be on top of a building hundreds of feet up in the air with people down below flashing their lights, praising um, and worshiping through this horrible time, um, I mean, you just can't help but get emotional. That's just, that's some stuff. It's just God right there. Like, that's all you can say is God. Like, and he's close to the brokenhearted. And think, like, America's brokenhearted right now. The world is brokenhearted. Like, this isn't just affecting us. It's affecting everybody. And he's close to us right now. And 
I truly believe, which will be a different um, episode, I truly believe that nothing evil, nothing bad, no, nothing like that comes from, from God. I truly believe that. Um, and it's taken me a long time to be at that point. And some people don't see it like that, but I really don't think anything evil or bad happens from him. I think it's the world that we live in. Um, it's the bodies that we have. Things are not made to last forever. Things are not made here to be perfect and, and to go great all the time. It's the world that we live in. So I blame the world. I don't blame God for it. But I do think that he intervenes um, and sees like, hey, this, you know, what's going on right now with this virus is absolutely horrible. But I'm going to take the broken pieces and I'm going to put them together and make them beautiful. I'm going to show that I'm still here. And some people say, oh, I don't see God. I don't, I don't see him as a person. You might not, but he's us. He's us believers that are coming together and doing things like this. There's some people making masks and donating them to the hospital. There's, um, you know, families that are devastated because they've lost loved ones. And, and there's people there for them. There's, you know, all the workers um, that are having trouble and there's people shopping for elderly right now there's people for it's just every corner you turn you see amazing things um happening and they're positive and that right there is god guys that's him working through us because you hear we are the hands and feet we are we are his his children and and he uses us for the good and he's 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 in us the holy spirit is in us that's us that's him and us and he's working through us and that's how we have to show the world here and i just think i don't know i just think it's been amazing to see all that it's been absolutely amazing um and honestly comforting it's been really comforting to see that um anyways i don't want to be on here too long which i already have but um yeah, so just kind of think about, have you explained this to your kids? Have you explained this to your kids? Um, are you going to? Um, it might not be a good thing to if you have, you know, children that struggle with anxiety or fear like I have. Um, it, I didn't really have that until about three years ago. But some kids, it might not be good for them, for you to explain what's going on. I don't, there's not a right answer, obviously. It just what's works for you and your family, and and that's okay. Um, but yeah, talk to your husband and talk to your family about it and ask, you know, Hey, how am I going to explain this? So thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait, um, to chat with you guys next week. Hey everyone, this is Jamie. And I'm coming to you this afternoon, actually. Um, this will be my second podcast in a week, which is crazy. But I saw a quote a few days ago, and it has really, really stuck with me. And it's really made me just think about who I am as a person, as a parent, as a wife, as a human being in general. So for one quote... Uh, to capture all that and all the emotions and feelings of those different uh, roles that I play and that I am. 
I had to like just talk about it and and explain what goes on inside my head because there's so much that does and um, I'm very empathetic and I'm very um, a person that just looks at different perspectives geez, and try to put myself in other people's shoes but ultimately being the best human I can be, and not best by by defining uh, success, but the heart of a person. I just feel like a lot of people have lost their heart and their ways, and and it's unfortunate. But so the quote that I that I came upon um, is: "The planet doesn't need more successful people." successful in quotes the planet desperately needs more peacemakers healers restorers storytellers and lovers of all kind so i'll read that one more time the planet doesn't need more successful people the planet desperately needs more peacemakers healers restorers storytellers and lovers of all kind like that is just stops me because for one, the first thing I think of when I hear the planet desperately needs more peacemakers, healers, restorers. Who do you think of when you think of a peacemaker, healer, and restorer? First thing I come to is Jesus. First thing pops in my head is Jesus. That's what he is. That's what he was. Peacemaker, healer, and restorer. Storyteller and a lover. That is what we need more of. That should define our success. It's not about how much we make, no matter how what our title is, uh, what, you know, extra letters come after our name. Not saying that that isn't great and we need people like that. I'm not at all saying that stuff isn't, isn't great. But why have we idolized that so much? Why have we made that more goals for our children is you need to go to college. You need to go to college. You need to go to college. You need to be successful. You're going to go do this and you're going to go to this Ivy League school and you're going to, you need to have this by this certain age and Da, da, da. Like, I don't know if that's a Midwest thing where we all live in this crazy valley bubble that you have to grow up in the same hometown that you live in and you have to go to a good college and then come home and marry and have kids and keep up with the Joneses. Like, who said that you had to do that? Why has that become the norm? Like I said, is it the era that we live in? I had someone tell me that um, it isn't normal to uh, stay in the same town that you lived in growing up. And that, like, shocked me because I'm like, what? Like, we have a handful that leave. <laughs> what do you mean it's not normal? It's because, like, I'm, I've been sheltered. And I don't say that in a negative way, but we've been sheltered when we live in a small areas um, and we haven't seen the bigger world per se. But it always makes me think of my parents were amazing parents. They um, didn't hound us on our grades or on our um, what we were doing really in school. I don't really remember that. Like they'd praise us when we were little for doing something or whatnot. But I don't ever really remember them asking, let me see your report card. 
oh, if you need to get this up because you're going to get ground. Like, that was never a thing. Um, now, do I wish that was a more of when I was in high school? Probably. Because college was never really talked about. Um, I never even knew that you had to write um, essays to try to get scholarships. I, I had no idea that was going on. Um, I think when I was in high school that, I don't know, I guess your counselors are supposed to talk with you more about that. I think the counselor saw after me one time um, the whole time I was in high school. So I don't know if, I don't know. I didn't really ask questions because I really didn't know that those were questions to ask. I just didn't grow up in a family um, that that was focused around. And that's not necessarily a negative thing. I mean, my sisters did go to college. I did uh, receive um, credits and stuff through online um, and was a preschool teacher, preschool pre-K teacher before I decided to stay at home. But that just wasn't a big concern in my family's uh, teachings, I guess. It wasn't the, the main focus. Ours was treating everyone with respect. Our... our I remember my mom, she's so awesome about, um, you need to be the kindest that you can be to anybody, no matter what they look like, no matter how they act, nothing. You have to be the heart in all situations. And I remember that was a big thing growing up, that it would have been worse if we grew up as a racist, as a um, abuser with our words, um, a bully, essentially. To my parents, or to really to my mom, because that was, I love my dad, he, he taught us great things, but my mom was the um, speaker, the, the one that um, tried to feed more um, perspectives and in life into us, I feel like, just because we were all girls and, and I mean, I don't wanna make that an excuse, but that's just how it went. So I feel like that was, that was, that defined our success in our parents' eyes, is how our hearts were gonna be as we got older. It wasn't if we were gonna have a 100,000 plus job a year. It wasn't what college we went to, none of that. And it's great if you do that with your children and teach them to have a good heart. I think that's awesome. That wasn't, in my case, I that I feel of. Um, but all three of us girls have great jobs, have um, great families, have great husbands, have nice things, nice houses, and we're fine. But, man, I just feel like it's on my heart so much as I have so many um, friends that are young parents and that talk about you know, getting their kids in the right schools or the right sports and the right this and that. And it's like, let's talk about their hearts. Let's talk about what we're putting into them, what we're, what we're filling them up with and, and having to explain all the time. And uh, sometimes my husband gets on to me because he's like, they don't understand what you're saying, Jamie. Like, why do you have to be so deep about that? And I'm like, because they need to, un- they need to know. They need to, they need to have that perspective. So if, um, you know, Tucker is, you know, being an eight-year-old boy to his brother, you know, being an eight-year-old boy and being mean to his brother and calling him names and, I, and 
I don't just say, hey, that's not nice. Don't say that. I say, Tucker, the more times you tell your little brother that, that's how he's going to feel and think of himself. If you call him stupid, which I don't like those words. Not wrong if you don't think they're bad words. But we tell our kids there's difference between bad words and ugly words. And stupid and idiot, those are ugly words. And that makes our heart look ugly. So when you say things like that to people, that makes you look ugly because that's your heart coming out. Um, And that's how we explain things. Or that's how I explain things. Because I want them to see that perspective. Um, And you have, I just feel like maybe some people need to hear that. Some people need to hear that. It's okay to, to explain to them in that way. Um, I want my kids, if, if, if I am successful in this life, as now as I'm a parent, I define my success now. And I think if I had to give you the, des- the definition, if, if my life would be complete and I would be successful, is if I would raise three boys that I have right now to be respectful to all, not just to women, not just to their elders, to all. And to... just be respectful and to love Jesus and to find somebody that first loves the Lord that is respectful to all as well. Like that's my ultimate goal is to raise children like that. And and that would be successful. If I knew that they were good parents and I knew that they treated their wives the way that God intended them to treat, like, treat them with the utmost respect and love them all, love them unconditionally and they were good to people and had great hearts that is successful that is what we need to look at more than pushing and pushing and and giving the wrong idea sometimes now i yeah push them to to be the best and to challenge themselves and go to a good college if if um that's something that they want to do like my husband he he didn't go to a, you know, big college. He started working in the union. So, yeah, he does have an um, associate's degree in carpentry. He works for the um, union carpenters, and that's awesome. He did do that. He did his in a different way. Some people don't, don't define that as successful because it's not something fancy. It's not something um, that is more talked about. But something that isn't talked about is how we're going to make humankind better, nicer, kinder, loving. Because no matter if you become a doctor, a lawyer, a um, psychologist, anything, it doesn't matter how much money you make. Or, like I said before, then extra letters behind your name. That does not matter if you have an ugly heart and if you don't love and if you aren't a peacemaker. And I guess it just boils down to, I mean, if you know Jesus. I mean, if you if you have him in your heart, because people that you know that are Christians and that forgive and love and 
and want peace and understanding and and have that passion those are people that you know there's something different and that thing is is god um i guess that's the only best way i can think of it but i just that quote was on my heart and i don't know just something really big to think about and you know as a parent if you're a parent of a young one right now think about that think about what is going to matter the most when you are when your son or daughter comes home and sees you and gives you a hug what's going to matter most is the car that they pull up in in your driveway or the kind of clothes that they wear or the presents that they buy you is that going to matter or listening to them speak to family members to their siblings to their wives to their husbands how they treat their children which is going to matter most to you think about that try to see that and and that's one thing that I, I always like come back to is sometimes like I get these not visions but these mental pictures in my in my head of what I maybe of um of uh my boys walking in the door when they're my age when they're 30 years old with their families and or if they don't have families just with themselves and how they treat me when they come in and love on me and you know talk to their dad and and me in a respectful way will they help people out will they be caring will they be um giving like that is success to me that is what i wish that this day and age that we would teach we would teach that that defines success is your heart and how your heart treats people and especially when other people are not looking so think about that if you're a parent if you're a grandparent even if you're an aunt or uncle if you have just think of yourself the planet doesn't need more successful people the planet desperately needs peacemakers healers restorers storytellers and lovers of all kind thank you guys for listening to my little rant here but yeah it's just heavy on my heart and and message me let me know um how you guys feel about that did that give you a different perspective does that change something inside you